Like Leah, day one, trust God. Hi family, welcome to We Gotta Learn to Read, Rise Early and Decide, and this is day one of the Bible study plan, Like Leah. My name is Cheyenne and I will be your host for the Like Leah journey through the Bible. I really hope you enjoy this journey with me, walking in the shoes of Leah. Welcome to one of the many journeys of a lifetime. May God bless you with an outstanding year and in the years to come. If you are anything like me, I am a hopeless romantic. Although now that I think of it, I should not call myself hopeless because our hope comes from God. And may he fill you with joy and peace because of your trust in him. And may your hope grow stronger by the power of the Holy Spirit, according to Romans 15 verse 13. So correction, if you're anything like me, I am a hopeful romantic and I love love stories. I like reading romance novels and watching romantic comedies. I spend much time daydreaming thinking about what I would do if I was a fictional character in that story. So it is no surprise that one of my favorite love stories in the Bible is the story of Jacob and Rachel. Now, if you're unfamiliar with that story, please read Genesis 29 for the beginning of their love story. But I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version here. Jacob strikes out on his own in search of his uncle Laban. He meets his cousin Rachel, watering Laban's flock at a well, and immediately falls in love with her. Little side note here. In this time period, it was very common practice to marry cousins and even have siblings. Go ahead and read about Abraham and Sarah. So, he says to his uncle, I will work for you for seven years if you let me marry Rachel. His uncle agrees, and the Bible says in Genesis 29 verse 20, So Jacob worked seven years for Rachel. It was only like a few days to him because of his love for her. Can I just interject here really quickly? If this is not the most beautiful sentiment and testament for the love Jacob had for Rachel, I don't know what is. Like the hopeful romantic in me just gushes at that kind of sacrifice he did for her. Because I'm sure his work was not easy. But that thought process is for another plan. Anyways, back to the love story at hand. Jacob's seven years were up. And it was time to get married to the love of his life. Laban threw a fancy party. The family was all together celebrating. Jacob was so happy because he could finally start his happily ever after with Rachel. Or so he thought. But the Bible says in Genesis 29 verses 23 to 25, adding the infamous drama of every romantic movie slash novel ever, Jacob was tricked. And in the dark of the evening... Laban gave Leah, Rachel's older sister, to Jacob in marriage. Imagine Jacob's shock to see not the love of his life, but her sister in bed with him the next morning. He confronts Laban in verses 25 saying, What did you do? I worked for you to marry my love, my heart, my one and only Rachel, and you give me Leah? What? I could see Jacob point at Leah or gesture dismissively in her direction as he talked to Laban. Now, obviously, the Bible doesn't say it like that. God's words are more eloquent than mine. But like Pastor Mike Todd, sometimes I like to take the Bible and speak it in a language that I understand best. Zooming back into the stories, verses 26 to 30. Laban says, it is not our custom for the younger daughter to marry before the older daughter. I can literally see Jacob rolling his eyes and sighing angrily, thinking to himself, You couldn't have told me this from the beginning like seven years ago? I'm not going to lie. I would be so upset after working and waiting for something that now I'm being told that, yeah, that's not how you get it. Laban continues on to say, 
but if you serve me another seven years, then I will give you Rachel. So Jacob works another seven years for Rachel. And this part of the story ends with the Bible saying that Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah in verse 30. Now there is much more to talk about in this story, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Now the whole point of this Bible study plan is to talk about Leah. And I'm ashamed to say that every time I read this story, the story of Jacob and Rachel, I never even considered Leah. To me, she was a stumbling block that the two star-crossed lovers had to go through to get together. I never even considered how this might have made Leah feel and what she must have been going through during this time. Now, the Bible doesn't say much about Leah, and for the duration of the likely journey, we will dive into what it does say about her. However, if you're willing to take this journey with me and step into Leah's shoes, I think this will be a great time. So where to begin? Let's start at the beginning, and I'm not talking about Genesis 1. I think the best approach is to tell you why I chose to talk about Leah, and why I just recently realized that she and I are quite similar in experiences. Throughout this plan, I intend to keep things hot, honest, open, and transparent. Thank you, Pastor Mike Todd, for my new favorite acronym. God birthed this Bible study plan for me on a random day for me, but a pre-planned day for God. Let me set the scene for you. It was Thanksgiving, November 25th, 2021, and I was on the phone with my friend, and I was going through my Bible study plans. Side note, I do not recommend doing it this way, but since I'm being honest here, I'm just telling you what I was doing, and we weren't really saying that much on the phone, so I figured I might as well take that time. I was going through about five or six plans at that time. The plan that started it all was called Near to the Broken Hearted on the Uvirgin Bible app, and it was day five of the plan. Now let me add a little context here. I started the plan more so out of curiosity rather than experience. I have not gone through a broken heart. More so, I would say I've just been crushed by my own expectations and putting the cart before the horse type mentality. But we'll get into that more a little later anyway. But my whole basis for doing the plan was more for information and curiosity on God's way of dealing with heartbreak. Each day I would go through the plan, read the different devotional and the scriptures that were tied to it. Some were familiar verses, some were new. So I didn't really think anything was truly going to move me as I was going through this particular plan. And that all changed on Thanksgiving. The author entitled Day 5 has Seek Your Worth in Christ. And it began with Genesis 29 verses 16 to 18. And I'm thinking to myself, I love the story of Jacob and Rachel. But why would they be in a Bible study plan based on heartbreak? So I continue through the plan and I'm reading through the different pieces that the author wrote and then they start talking about Leah and I'm like why would Leah be in a plan about being heartbroken and then that's when it dawned on me that I had never paid attention to Leah in this story like I said in the beginning the story at least to me has always been about Rachel and Jacob and never about Leah and like the amazing father that God is, he nudged me and opened my eyes to what in the world was happening to her. I got convicted and I repented for the dismissal of her and her experiences. And that's when the tears happened and I got off the phone with my friend and I started sobbing. 
It was almost like I was experiencing the pain of heartbreak and neglect. I feel like I must have been feeling like Leah when her husband rejected her. Once I had a semblance of control, I recorded a voice note to try and capture my feelings in that moment. Perhaps one of these days I'll play it for you if you're interested. What I discovered and what I think Leah had to learn was to first recognize that I am in pain and I feel rejected. Recognizing and acknowledging that I hurt and this situation does not feel good. To be rejected by someone that you love and you want to love you. To be rejected by a job and a school when you are trying to do more and advance in your career. I'm smiling today and laughing, not because it's funny, but because it took me so long to realize what was staring me in the face. I'm tired of crying by myself and alone, all the tears that have soaked into my pillows like in Psalm 6-6. Each tear that I shed that day was a seed to sow into you all that have joined me here today. I feel so much joy and peace even after all the pain I felt. Psalms 126 verses 5 to 6 says, Those who plant with tears will gather fruit with songs of joy. He who goes out crying as he carries his bag of seed will return with songs of joy as he brings much grain with him. I want y'all, no matter what stage of healing you're in, to know that joy does come in the morning, like it says in Psalms 35. I got to this point by prayer and spending time with God. And I'm not here to pretend that I spend all my time with my face in the Bible because I don't. I'm not here to act holier than thou because I'm not. I'm a work in progress just like you. I don't spend hours reading my Bible. I don't spend hours praying. But when I do pray, I have really raw prayers. I keep it 100 with God and I tell him my truth. Prayer that I'm going to say in a few moments is one that I've said in many different variations. Sometimes I've said it choked up with tears, other times in anger with the person, myself, the situation, and yes, even God. But you can feel free to say this prayer after me or say your own, but whatever you do, tell God your truth. He already knows it. He just wants you to trust him with it. Hey God, it's me again. I know that I've been so caught up in myself and how I've been feeling that we haven't really spoken in a while. Or rather, I haven't spoken to you. I for sure have not been spending as much time with you as I could. Please forgive me for neglecting our relationship and help me to do better. You and I both know that I can do better. Father God, I can't even begin to describe what I'm feeling right now. And I don't even know what to say. You know me better than I do and I need your help. My heart is aching and my world keeps changing in a way that I don't understand why this keeps happening to me. Why am I constantly getting rejected? Do I not deserve to be happy? Why am I not good enough? I thought you said you would give me the desires of my heart in Psalms 37.4. And yet I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders. Where are you? Why does it feel like you've gone away from me? I feel like Jesus probably did on the cross. Why have you forsaken me? In Matthew 27, 46. I need your help to lift my burdens because you said to come to you all those who are weary. I'm so tired of being disappointed. You said that your yoke is easy 
and your burden is light in Matthew 11, 28-30. The weight of this rejection and failure is weighing me down. I'm so angry, and I can't even begin to tell you how mistreated I feel by them and this situation. Holy Spirit, please come and comfort me because you're all I have now. You said that if I humble myself and pray, turn from my wicked ways and call on you, that you will heal my land in 2 Chronicles 7.14. Here I am, God, alone and hurting and needing you. Take me as I am and replace what is missing with your perfect peace. I trust you, Jesus, and I believe that you want what is best for me. Help me in my unbelief, according to Mark 9, 24. Especially with everything that appears to be going wrong in my life. Turn my tears into seeds to plant joy in my life and the life of others. Give me back what the devil has stolen from me. Help me to forgive them. Help me to forgive me. And help me to forgive you. Although, I know you're blameless. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you, but getting that off my shoulders gives me just a tiny sense of relief. Trust me when I say it won't happen overnight. It's not a magic switch that will turn the healing on and then that turns it off. You have to work at it day by day. Spend time with God, speak to Him, read your word. I promise you, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You should listen to the song Imagine Me by Kirk Franklin. It always makes me feel better when I'm feeling really down, especially when I feel rejected. I'm always here for you. And you can email me at riseearlyanddecide at gmail.com or you can send me a message on Instagram at riseearlyanddecide or on Twitter at riseearly underscore. But this is the end of day one. Thank you for starting the journey with me in Leah's shoes. And I hope to see you soon. Rise early and decide to trust God with your pain. May God bless you. Shalom.